Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. We've been away for two weeks. We have indeed. Had a little bit of a break, a little bit of rest, uh, recuperation, and and we're, we're back for what should be uh, a very good show today. I'm back joined... by popular demand. That's it. Back by popular demand. That voice there is OG presenter <laughs> Jonathan Miller, who joins me today. John, how are you? Doing well, thanks. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we're in that transition time of the year between uh, summer and, and winter, often called autumn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, well, it's formerly known as. Wait, like, I, I hate to be that podcast or that guy that talks about the weather um but the weather last week i think is actually um worth talking about a little bit did you get caught in the rain i did i did it was like rain clear skies torrential rain clear skies yeah it was it was just a mixed bag wasn't it it was yeah and as a as as someone who uh, i hate to call myself a cyclist but at least as someone who cycles to work these days um Rain, no rain, rain, no rain. Lorraine Kelly is not uh, not an ideal um, pattern of weather. Getting no. caught out. Yeah, you're getting caught out, man. Yeah. You playing football in uh, or training and all that? Yeah. Uh, luckily, luckily, all um, weathers. Because it was raining Monday, Tuesday, really heavily. So then right. there was a lot of talk. Like, is it on? Is it off? Is it on? Is it off? Are we in? Are we out? Um, and then um, Wednesday was actually all right. I think Wednesday was like the only good day. Um, there was a bit, a bit of sun, dried it up a little bit, and uh, yeah, training went ahead. Um, I was on a stag in Amsterdam on the weekend, so I wasn't. Okay. I didn't do my game, but I'm told that we came back from two 0 down to win, to draw. <laughs> sorry, two two. Um, okay. So that's four goals in two games from my star striker Ewan, um, who's like a mini Van Nistelrooy. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. But I'm looking forward to getting back. Getting back in the saddle on Who there, takes so. charge when you're on a stag? Assistant manager is there or? No, basically it'll be One like someone will double up. Yeah, the boys, do it yourselves, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, bring your own oranges. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be one of the other coaches. So like uh, one of the other coaches, he had a game at like 10 for his team. And then so, and my game was at one fifteen away. So then he was able to just do both. And you'll probably what, f- return the favour at some point this yeah, season? Yeah, of course. Yeah, pick up the pieces here and there. But... I was going to actually ask your opinion about something. So I was talking to a friend because the team that we drew to is a team that we should beat. Right. Um, and I said, if I was there, we would have won. And they were like, surely that doesn't make a difference. Like, as a coach, do you make that much of an impact with you not being there? Surely the other coach is going to be saying the same sort of things you are and stuff. So, And I was like trying to explain to that this particular person why I think it does make a difference. You know, we all see football in a different way. Players react differently to different voices. You know, I just wanted to know what your opinion was. What do you think? Uh, yeah, 100% it matters who, who the manager is. Um, especially probably at that age. Uh, and this is not to kind of shit on whoever was, was taking place of you. But at that kind of age boys, young boys are quite responsive to um, people in an authoritative yeah. kind of uh, role, or uh, literally a role model. Um, and yeah, they'll behave differently. We see it in school, in secondary school, different teachers can yeah. control different classes and get more results. Uh, and that's not to say, you know, someone who doesn't work well with maybe your group um, wouldn't work better with a completely different mm. set of 15 boys or whatever um but yeah it's it's that relationship is yeah it, there's a myriad of of, of reasons yeah. that, that players can play differently under different managers um so and that's why we see this this merry-go-round of, of managers yeah, in premier true, league teams uh we obviously saw the watford manager get sacked this yes. year um flores is in now he yeah. doesn't seem to be yeah. like you know motivating that team either um, the Man United situation you know you've had David Moyes Louis van Gaal Mourinho mm. now Solskjaer um, they've yeah. all had varying levels of success with more or less the same group more or less yeah. the same group of guys 
Um, yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, uh, with that one. But yeah, no, I, I think, I do think if I was there, we would have won. Um, <laughs> because um, I think the special one. I'm the special one. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I seem to have this power of like knowing where the ball's gonna go. So yeah. it's like if the ball could be on the other side of the pitch, I'll look and I'll say, right, you stand there, and then the ball just drop to that person, yeah. and then they'll score, and I'd be like, yeah, he was nowhere near gonna stand there. You know, sort yeah. of thing. Um, or they're in the right place at the right time to defend sort of thing so, yeah. but um, hopefully we'll uh, play on the weekend and uh, we'll get back to winning ways but uh, two games in one win one draw um, seven goals scored nice looking good um, five conceded it's not too bad that's <laughs> <laughs> no, alright I mean you're right though so, so much of sport is uh, at least team sport is positional mm. um, funnily enough and anecdotally I've heard this I've not I heard it from the goat's mouth here because this is a goat that we're talking about. Okay. Um, but Wayne Gretzky, when he was a kid, um, his dad would basically make him sit and uh, watch games of hockey and then he'd have like a printout sheet of, uh, of an ice rink mm. and then what Gretzky would do is he'd have a black marker pen and he would f- draw the... Uh, the line of the puck so basically wherever the puck went on the ice Gretzky draws a line so if it goes all the way from from one mm-hmm. goal to the other that's a line straight yeah. through the middle and basically he'd do that and then after each period of the game so after 20 minutes you've got this sort of spider web thing yeah. on, a, on a rink and then what Gretzky was able to see I mean it's just a, it's a really good tool for yeah, teaching yeah. Uh, was the points on the ice where the puck spent the most time mm. and obviously all the other boys that were playing at that age at sort of juniors or peewee hockey whatever yeah, they call it um, running around chasing the puck were running around chasing the puck whereas mm. Gretzky was in the position that he knew the puck was gonna come to him mm. uh, and yeah positional play sort of sets you ahead and it's conserving energy um, you're thinking about the bigger picture mm. um, so yeah maybe uh, just giving you a little coaching technique there you to, are, to get, get in get there. my felt tips out um but yeah, I've, I've always thought that was a, an, an interesting one. And, and when someone turned out to be such a good player, yeah. you know, it's different if it's like uh, Danny Mills or someone. <laughs> like, and he, you know, you've got to, he's gotten to the top level. He still played in that top mm. 1% or 0.1% of footballers in the world, in the Premier League. But someone, you know, it'd be like seeing Ronaldo's, mm. the way that Ronaldo learned to play or something like that. So... Um, yeah, very interesting. Very um, interesting. Talking about watching stuff on a screen and uh, scribbling down notes on, yeah. on Twitter this time. Uh, I've been watching The Circle. Um, you seen it? I haven't. I've seen it advertised. Um, who's the presenter now? Uh, Emma Willis. Emma Willis. Good old yeah. Emma Willis. Um, loving a bit of Channel Four life these days. Yeah, but she... I haven't. I haven't. It hasn't taken me. I haven't uh, dipped into that first episode yet. I take it you've been watching it. I have, yeah. Um, was really looking like we watched the first series, and it was great, and it was kind of like a bit of a hidden gem uh, last year. Didn't get loads of exposure, but it was it was really good. It kind of there was a clear product there, Ooh. and there was a clear kind of uh, show and and theme, and it was very current. It's all social media and Ooh. catfishing, etc. This year, that you can tell they've kind of injected a bit more budget into Ooh. it, and they've put Richard Madeley's in there this year. Um, also, like this is interesting. You know who Richard Madeley is, do you? No, no. Okay, well this this is crazy. This has blown my Madeley? mind this week. So Richard from Richard and Judy. Okay, yeah. So you yeah. know Richard and Judy. Yes. Okay. Well, on the circle, they put a picture of. Richard Madeley up yeah. and people had to guess who it was so they don't know that he's in there because he's not playing himself well of course and pretty much everyone in there under 25 years old had never heard of Richard Madeley yeah not surprised had never heard of yeah. Richard and Judy um, and I tested it out on a couple of people that I work with that are of that age and they've also not heard of Richard really? and Judy which it's crazy because Do you have to be thirty plus to know who Richard and Judy is. Possibly, possibly, yeah. but I mean, I have such a clear. You know, they were such a clear part of my childhood, and they yeah. were they were TV at one point. Yeah, they yeah. Were Holly Willoughby and and Philip Schofield yeah. 
or the even Ant and Deck, they were probably at at one point Ant and Deck would have been on the same level as Richard and Julia yeah, in terms of what they could charge. Do you think then so that the the future the future youngsters of the world may be born in twenty twenty five? Right. Will not know who Holly Willoughby and a million percent yes. and Philip Schofield are. A hundred percent. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Well, it's things like I think the things the ones for me that I don't really know about is things like Anthea Turner and yes. Denise Van Outen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know those um, guys. Who's Vanessa Phelps, one? Johnny Vaughan, Vanessa Phelps. Um, all of those the people that presented like Fort Boyard and, yeah. and um, <laughs> Melinda guy, Messenger yeah Melinda Messenger and Jeez. who was the guy that presented um, you know people like Neil Buchanan that presented yeah. like, like presenters have a very clear shelf life so probably the ones that span a long time it's someone like Bruce Forsyth maybe yeah. Ant and Deck I think have probably yeah. ridden Timeless, out a little yeah. bit of a storm yeah. a little bit of a storm over the last few years um, I think Ant and Deck are probably uh, potentially going into that sort of timeless category but people like Cat Dealey Tess Daly are they never on TV anymore are they? No not really I don't know whether maybe Cat still does Strictly but yeah, I don't watch I think that. Tess does Strictly one of them does one of them same does person it. same person yeah um, this then, or to, to finish off the circle bit, they put a bit more money into it this year. Richard Madeley's in there. Um, Fatboy Slim's son's in there. Okay. Um, but I haven't got as into it yet. There's a guy on there called Tim, uh, who's like an old guy, looks like Robin Williams. Robin Williams, not Robbie Williams. Um, and my early, while he's a really good contestant, my early criticism is he, he's too much of an obvious winner. Right, you know okay. when a show starts mm. and you just know that that, that person is going to get to the end and probably going to win it. Like I think that's probably my biggest criticism. And my second criticism of it is that the main kind of catfish this mm. year is too devious. So last year we had a guy called Alex. I don't know if you saw last year, but there's a guy no. called Alex played a girl who mm. was like the picture of his girlfriend. Yeah. But he kind of, he really sympathised with the people that he was sort of deceiving. Yeah. And so therefore, like, the audience went on that journey with him. Yeah. And it was easy to kind of feel the way he felt and and he eventually won the show. Yeah. This year, the main guy, this guy called James, that's playing a single mum called Sammy, he's just straight up, like, Devious. Devious, yeah. yeah, and so calculated. And it's he hasn't got the same Ooh, yeah. empathy there for the people that he's tricking. It's just, I want to trick you and beat you and win the money. Yeah, so what's the, what's the aim of the show? So to catfish, but for what purpose? So you basically, every week, they rank who they like. Every Ooh. other player ranks the other guys from like Ooh. one to seven. And then the top two become influencers. And then... The other five or six are up for... They can get blocked. Yeah. So the aim is that you've got to build these relationships so yeah. that you're never going to get blocked or that yeah, there's always someone that's going to have your back if they become a, an influencer. So And how long is the duration? What's the duration? About three and a half weeks. Okay. The whole okay. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's well worth a, well worth a watch. Um, but would I put it on my Mount Rushmore of reality TV shows and we're about to find that out we're because we're going to do uh, our Mount Rushmore for the week which is a Mount Rushmore on uh-huh. reality TV yep. shows uh, John do you want to go first or should I I'll go first yeah I, I like going go first I'm going to go straight in there with the X Factor oh nice uh, it's produced some sort of flash in the pan stars or even some stars that are um, or you know celebrity musicians who are uh, still you know, making a, a, a pretty penny, uh, like such as Little Mix, uh, JLS done all right from it. Um, you know, they came, got the money and left and done their own thing. Um, you know, some haven't worked out, like Matt Cardle and Leone Lewis had a bit of yeah. bits and pieces, but it's a good show. It's funny. It's almost like, it, for me, I do watch The X Factor. I have missed, I'm not religious with it. Like I, I there's a few that I've missed. Um, if there was... I don't know how many seasons there are on, on now. If there was like 
20. I probably on, like, yeah, into yeah, the teens. Into the teens. Let's just say 20 for argument's sake. I probably missed that four. Um, you know, I, I tend to do watch X Factor. And obviously the whole sort of audition process is really funny. And they've kind of got a good little formula there, which kind of works. Um, I don't think it will keep everybody forever in terms of, you know, it's the same formula that can get repetitive, but it's a solid show. It does solid numbers. You know, it's into the millions in terms of viewers on the Saturday evening. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, I think in terms of reality TV, it's definitely got its place on the Mount Rushmore. Nice. So that's your pick one. Um, I've now got two picks. Um, I think I'm going to go for what I would deem to be the OG of reality <laughs> TV show. Uh, it's not, it's not, I know what you think I'm going to say. Go on. But it's not that. It's the Osbournes. Oh, um, wow. Which was yeah. on, obviously, yes. MTV back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Sort of Skybox, pre-Sky pre Digital, it was called at the time, but mm. pre-TV Guide, pre all that on uh, on Sky. And, yeah, it was just a wacky, crazy very wacky. show um, that kind of redefined what TV was, was to become. Um, and, obviously, Sharon has gone on to be on... X Factor. X Factor that you just yeah. mentioned, and I think she might have been judge on a judge on a couple of other things. Um, my second pick, um, I'm going to leave the the one that I think you think I was going to say, but I'm going to go with another very obvious one, and that's I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah, that's, um, that's solid. Very that's solid. solid. It's it, it's kind of the product itself has has not changed at all, at all. really in about twenty years. Um, I remember like well twenty years. I say probably. It must be 13, 14 years old. Maybe yeah. more. Maybe more. Maybe more. Um, and obviously, Ant and Deck, who we've already mentioned today, um, they feature, they've been in it since the start. Obviously, one of them was out for the last season, was it? And Holly Willie yeah. was in there, but yeah. I think he'll be back this season. Um, yeah, it's a classic show. I, went, I, I, I must admit, I've been through years of, of not liking it. Yeah, again, I missed like one I or think two that happens when you if you got a show that sort of spans your entire teen years mm. you're going to drift off yeah interest on, on certain things so but yeah I'm a celebrity I think That's it's definitely yeah. got to be on that uh, Mount Rushmore so you've got two picks now alright I'm going to go for the one that I thought that you were going to go for you kindly left it for me let's see if our minds are telepathic enough I'm going to go for Big Brother um, so yeah that Again, it's a little bit of an OG. Nice, um, it is. You know, and it's it kind of, you know, set the tone for, you know, those kind of reality TV shows where, you know, where you're watching a group of people live together and argue and fall out and, you know, make love or make enemies <laughs> or put scabs in their spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Don't even remember that one. Um, and a guy no. I think called Matt there he was picked a... his knee scab oh. put it in this guy's food his name it's was disgusting. Science um, and he put it in his food and he yeah. kind of ate it and I think he kind of got away with it but, um, do you have a, do you have a, like, a favourite contestant or a favourite series ever of that? Um, I think the Jade Goody series was kind of stands out for me just because the media her original series yeah the original yeah. one not the Shil Pachetti one not the yeah. yeah definitely not that one <laughs> um, the original one where it was just like to see that the media I mean they would never get away with that I don't know if you've watched the sort of Jay show I haven't, show. I haven't um, seen it's it definitely yet. worth a watch but the things that they were saying about her in like like sort of tabloids you just couldn't get away with it now you just couldn't um mm. It was quite brutal, but the sort of fan reaction. And back then, that was when it was like, I think Big Brother had this product um, where like, they wasn't sure what was right and what was wrong and what was allowed yeah. and what wasn't. So contestants were coming out, getting heckled, booed and everything like that and, and, and stuff like that. Whereas obviously as time went on, they kind of changed things a little bit, yeah. released certain people at the right time when there was like no audiences. Yeah, it was almost things like, like baying mobs yeah, waiting yeah, for some yeah. of the contestants. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but I think it's a solid Mount Rushmore project. It's universal. They've got big, like, you know, they've got, Shilpa Shetty went on to do, well, so did Jay, didn't she? She went to do India, didn't she? That's when uh, she found out she um, had cancer. Yes, she, she was on, on 
Big Brother at the time. Yeah, yeah so they've got Big Brother all around the world. Just that they have yeah. sort of X Factor. I think my favorite, my favorite series was the one with like, Craig and Anthony. Oh yeah, that was a good one. McCosey's that was first a good one. series. I must have been in. I reckon I was in year eight at the time. Yeah, that's um, a good one. But obviously, it was a bit of a naughty show to be watching as a as a, know, a right? young young adolescent boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's always a bit of enjoyment around that watching it at nine pm or eight pm, whatever it used to be on. Um, but yeah, good show, definitely worthwhile on the old Mount Rushmore. I think you got another. I do, pick. and I'm gonna go for. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go for this one. I'm gonna stick it on there because I like it. Um, I'm gonna go for Love Island. Ah, oh, it's got to be on there. It's it would have been be on, one of my picks. Yeah, it's got to be on there. Um, I did. I did not like it. I was not interested at first. Um, no, it took me about two or three. Maybe the. F- I can't remember the season. I got halfway through the season that had Alex. Is it Alex? That guy. Alex the doctor. Oh, Alex Bowen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Livia yeah. and Alex. So what season was that? That was season two, yeah. I think. That's what I no, jumped no, no, in. No, no, no. That was, was season three. three. Yeah, that's... Because I've not seen season one. Season... Oh, no, it was season two. Was it season two? Yeah, with like Scott, Katie. Yeah. Um, Olivia, Wright. Right card, yeah. yeah. That's when I came in towards the end of that one, okay. halfway through, and then from then when it started again, I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll watch it." And Miss um, UK, whatever, Miss yeah, Great yeah, Britain, yeah, yeah, Miss Great Britain. <laughs> she was a little naughty, naughty, was yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's a good show. Um, it, you know, formed the basis of <laughs> of this very pod, you know, in terms yeah, of our yeah, conversations yeah. and stuff. Um, it gets a lot of viewers. You know, it's 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 a solid, watchable. A reality TV show. Nice. All right, my third and fourth picks, mm-hmm. and then you've got one more after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my third pick um, is going to be another show that I think now has, has gone around the world and is, is made in all different languages is uh, Come Dine With Me. Ooh, yeah. Now, Celebrity or normal? Well, but uh, both. Any, I think they both fall yeah. under the same thing, but normal, mainly. I think good show. It's always a good one to watch. Um, you know that they've produced episodes for that at, at a rate of knots. Whoa. There must be uh, high hundreds of episodes of that oh, that yeah. you can watch. Um, you know, it's very rare that you see the same episode yes. being repeated on very TV. Yeah. Um, it's produced some legendary moments um, with sore losers and uh, just awkward kind of like disagreements at the yeah. dinner table. Um, it's good because it kind of marries together people talking to each other which is obviously always quite interesting yes. different walks of life kind of meeting each other you get the aspect of cooking mm-hmm. so there's a, there's a skill or a you know you can judge them on that um, and often you know you get bad chefs and you get good chefs so there's a whole spectrum there yeah. that you, you're interested in and then the third element of it which is interesting as well is it's got that kind of uh, cribs type vibe yeah. where you see inside someone's house, house yeah. uh, so those three elements I think make it um, a really good show and it, obviously it's, it's had legs for like 10 years oh, now yeah, massive, massive um, legs long legs great format yeah. good show like I'd happily sit down on a Sunday and watch you know a full week's worth of uh, of Come Dive With Me <laughs> one after another like all five um, two and a half hours of, of good content yeah. there um, so that's my third pick uh, now my final pick. Um, there are many, 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 many that I could mention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mentions. I'm going to go for because um, I feel like it was groundbreaking to an extent at the time, at least for UK audiences. It's Geordie Shaw. Geordie um, Shaw. Obviously, it's not even within its own format. It's not the OG. Mm-hmm. The no. OD, uh, that was Jersey, Jersey Shaw. Shaw yeah. Um, but yeah, Geordie Shaw, I think, really um, was a documentary as much as anything yeah. as to what, you know, young Britain. being a young person in, in Newcastle, yeah. and yeah, probably the wider picture would be in, in, in the UK around that time. Um, and from that, there's been multiple spin-offs. The one that I've most recently watched is Floribama Shaw, which is set in... Uh, Florida, just where Florida meets Alabama um, and on the Gulf of Mexico there, Panama City Beach. Um, and yeah, that format is 
I just think it's entertaining. Yeah. It's so trashy. It's yeah, so, so trash. throwaway. Yeah. Um, but there's something beautiful about being able to watch something that you kind of don't really have to worry about or care mm. about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that that's... Solid. That kind of, mm. you know, it might not necessarily be Geordie Shaw in there. That's the one that's that's getting chiselled into the Mount Rushmore, but just that type of mm. uh, sure. reality show. The Shores. Just the drinking, just the alcohol plus... Yeah, the Shores. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can call it that, yeah. Uh, so then you got one more pick. All right, so one more pick. I am going for um, another one which I believe to be groundbreaking. It was before... It had a lot of... Um, well, it had another show that kind of followed on after it. Um, but I didn't dig the other show too much. It was a bit too snobbery for me. But I'm going to go for Towie. Tao, oh, Tao, yeah, um, Tao is, yeah, big groundbreaking show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, first few seasons, I mean, I was, I think I was at university when it came out. Um, everyone just got hooked onto it kind of straight yeah. away. It was just one of those things that just captured, like, everyone around me at university was just watching Tao. There was a lot of, a lot of that sort of football boys that I used to kind of hang around with. They, like, knew some of the, the people because they grew up in the area. So, they're like, oh, I, I know Mark Wright. I used to play, play football with him. Or I know, like, Kirk. Or I know yeah. this person, that person. And you kind of get, like, me personally, I kind of get a little bit of an inside scoop into kind of the way things, how it was filmed and kind of, uh, you know, you know if, it, if certain things were real or whether they weren't. Um, and it, it's still, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely up there for me. Um, I don't watch it anymore. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, like you say, these things have cycles and I've kind of got out of the cycle of it. But I would happily, if I had the time, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't resist being pulled back in because sure. um, I do think it's a reality TV classic. I mean, the 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 key theme I think running through all of pretty much the shows mentioned, maybe bar come dine with me, is uh, is that these shows are celeb generators like yes. they are just it's a conveyor belt of future celebrities that have come through all of these shows um obviously Towie, i think borrowed from i think the hills yeah. was the original kind of format like that with uh was it brody jenner like the yeah um bruce jenner's son and the kardashians uh stepbrother yeah um and yeah, they kind of paved the way, I think, for that type of kind of polished. Um, it's basically like Geordie Shaw, but with a bit more gloss on it. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. Um, and then obviously that led on to Made in Chelsea, and yes. um, you know, and the rest is history. But some other honourable mentions, just off the top of my head, I think MTV Cribs. Yes, if you consider yes. that reality TV, I mean, it sort of is. Yeah. Um, Jackass. Would you yeah. say that's reality TV? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Because it's sort of pulled into the world of those crazy guys, Bam yeah. Margera and yeah. Ryan Dunn and Steve O. Uh, yeah. Um, other ones, Dinner Date, that's sort of a spin off, really, yeah. in some ways, isn't it? I've come dying with me. Yeah. Um, uh, Coach Trip, opinion on that? Coach Trip, yeah, that was good. I used to watch that when I was at uni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we still, still sit around and watch coach. Is that still running? Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, coach trip. Um, pop stars. Pop stars. Yeah. yeah. Gareth Gates versus Will Young. Who did you side with? Back oh mate, day? I was Gareth Gates all the way. Really? Yeah. 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 I was. I think there was the something that so... stammer. Oh, the stammer was like that was TV worthy, like yeah. beyond belief. Yeah, beyond belief. Um, yeah. Because it was it was like a miracle. Um, sim on a similar note, what was the? Was it called the school or something like that? You know the program where it was like based in a secondary school, and there's a similar clip where a teacher basically um, there's a kid that's got a stammer and he can't talk at the front of the class, mm. and this teacher helps him out and gives him a bit of advice, and they practice something, and then at the end of it, the guy stands up and gives a whole presentation, oh, and it won loads of awards um, for one. being like a really kind of inspirational, motivational um, moment, but. Um, King's speech esque, very much like the King's speech. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, Any more honourable mentions? Uh, Made in Chelsea. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not. It's not particularly. It's not particularly thing. good. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, not good. good. I, just, I don't like it. It's I just th- rich people living a life that a lot of people would like to have. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's got yeah. that aspirational value just. 
by default. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I aspire to be like this person because they've trained hard and, yeah. and you know, they've worked their way up to something. And, and that's not to say that people that live in Chelsea or that are in Made in Chelsea haven't all, you know, just been handed everything on a, on a silver platter. But I think it is just aspirational by yeah. default and that, that's not enough for me uh, for, for good TV. Mm. But I do like the fact that obviously because it is relatively local... There's a few little spots when you see yeah. Aiden Chelsea, you're like, oh, they're in Wandsworth Park, or yeah. oh, I recognise that bit of Kings Road, or yeah, yeah, anything yeah. like that. So yeah. I, I like that aspect, and yeah. uh, probably if you're from Essex, you're seeing yeah. bits of uh, bits of Essex all the time on, yeah, on Tower and stuff like that. But um, probably time to go back to sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, any quick boxing updates for us this week? Yeah, I mean we've gone a bit soft on the old. Uh, Soft on the old uh, boxing round recently, haven't we? We've gone softer than yeah. Tyson Fury's yeah. jab. We're playing with um, the, the head guards. Here we are. <laughs> um, there's probably quite a few bits and pieces around, but I'll give a short overview of what I've been uh, kind of just um, noticing. Uh, I've kind of been off the boil a little bit recently. But um, Errol Spence Jr. Uh, beat Sean Porter. I haven't actually watched uh, the fight, uh, but I was I was in. Um, I think I was in Amsterdam when it when it happened, but I have been keeping a track of it. He won a uh, a unanimous decision, um, and he's now a unified welterweight champion. So he had the IBF, and I think he won a WBC from Sean Porter. So the welterweight is that kind of division where you had Pacquiao, not Mayweather, right. um, Ricky Hatton, um, Kelbrook, Amir Khan. Um, so these kind of Marquez, yeah, Marquez, yeah. So these young bucks, they're the sort of the guys coming through now and obviously they're not going to fight those guys probably because those guys now are either retired or just looking for big, big money fights and both Sean Paul and Errol Spence are not big draws. Um, the the uh, Jonte Wilder is uh, fighting uh, Ortiz again. I think it's going to be in November 23rd. Um, who cares? He knocked him out in the 10th round. <laughs> like, who wants to see that rematch? Nobody wants to see that rematch. Um... And what's happened is because they've tried, and this is my only my opinion, because I think that in negotiating with Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua holds all the chips. So he's like, it's going to be 70, 30 on my terms. I'm selling out Wembley Stadium. I'm doing a million plus pay-per-view buys. You guys are not selling out, you know, 8,000 seat stadiums. Um, you're doing 250,000 pay-per-view view buys to my million. There's no way that I'm going to give you 50%. So what it's, from my opinion, it seems like Wilder and Fury have tried to do is they've tried to avoid the Joshua fight. Not because they're scared, just because they want to prove their worth. Fight different people to kind of get themselves more known. But it just hasn't worked. Like the the Otto Wallen-Fury numbers kind of got revealed and they were shocking, completely yeah. shocking. I think um, there was only like, 3,000 people in the stadium or something like that and like, or, or they only sold like 3,000 tickets and the, and the rest were like giveaways um, what was the stadium where was it um, oh, where was the in Tyson? the UK no it was, uh, it, was in, it was in the US I think it was Vegas I think it was in oh, Vegas right. um, you know and it's that's just ridiculous um, you know they're not big draws and for that reason I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like oh you know um AJ's running scared. No, these fights are not going to happen in our lifetime because these guys want the biggest slice of the pie and I just don't think AJ's going to give it to him. He's just not going to give it to him. They're not, they're, there's no reason for him to say, right, you're going to get 50% of the money that I'm going to generate because yeah. I'm the one generating all the money. Yeah? I'm the one bringing the eyes. You two fight each other. No one, no one really watches it. You two fight people, other people. No one really cares. Uh, no one's yeah. buying the tickets. No one's buying the pay-per-views. Yeah. Um, and we're just, as a fan, we're just sitting here waiting, you know, for these fights that everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see AJ Fury, best of Britain. Everyone wants to see AJ Wilder. Maybe want to see that Fury uh, Wilder rematch. But in my opinion, I've kind of given up hope of that happening because I just think they're trying to, you know, uh, generate enough interest for themselves so that they can go to AJ and be like, well, I'm. I'm selling this now or yeah. whatever and it's just yeah, not, yeah, not going to happen. And Tyson Fury's got this big ass cut on his head. Yeah, which um, is a big weak point. Which is a big weak point. Um, if I was him, I'd retire. I would. <laughs> I, would I would retire. Take the because, money and run. Yeah, I'd take the money and run. I'd probably go for an AJ fight and then just whatever the result, I'd call it a day because yeah. um, 
he's not getting any younger. That cut is going to be a problem. Um, and it's almost like it backfired him kind of fighting these lower level oppositions to kind of build some sort of crowd momentum. It kind of hasn't worked. So if I was him, I'd, I'd jump in for that AJ, get that 20 million and be like, see you later. Yeah. Um, but no, there's um, not too much else um, was really happening in terms of um, up and coming sort of major fights. Um, but what we'll do is next show, we'll do a proper boxing round. We'll see what's happening. I'll do some research and we'll get back on the horse. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Um, and to a bit of research while you were... You were during your update there, it was a T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas, which Vegas, is the home yeah. of the Las Vegas Golden Knights mm. NHL team. Um, yeah. So, yeah, quite a good arena, but 3,000 is terrible. That's yeah, like I think there was something like 8,000 or something like 5,000 people there, but there were giveaways. They yeah, only yeah, actually yeah, sold yeah. something like 3,100 tickets, but yeah, which is like awful. 20, 25,000 seater or something. Like, yeah. Well. Awful. Um, so let's go back to football as we always do here on the uh, Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football and the Premier League. Uh, we've got one team uh, way ahead with seven out of seven wins. Um, looking, quite frankly, unbeatable at yep. the moment. Uh, that is... Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Did you see their matchup against Sheffield at the weekend? You probably yeah. didn't, as you were in Amsterdam. No, I didn't see it. Just followed the results. Yeah, um, um, it was a goalkeeping error uh, that led to Wijnaldum's um, opener. Uh, did it end one nil or two nil? I think it was two. Yeah, so uh, that's one nil. One yeah, nil. one nil then. Yeah, one Alden, the only goal of the game. Uh, big not good on the fantasy era. football, is it? No, yeah. not great. Not and great yeah, when it's Gigi one Alden that scores yeah. a goal as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of captain Salas and Marnes and Firmino's out there, but yeah. uh, it's a certain. <laughs> Uh, Dutchman that picks up the goal and not even Virgil van Dijk no, who no. some of our friends seem to think is a good one to triple captain on <laughs> uh, oh, fantasy football um, but yeah uh, they're looking very good um, obviously they lost in the Champions League to Napoli mm, yeah. um, but do you think here's a question obviously you're not a Liverpool fan but um, Liverpool would be happy to crash out of the Champions League not win a single game this year uh, just to you know, focus on getting that PL one hundred percent title. One hundred percent. I mean, they've gone to the final of the Champions League, and then they've gone t- two years in a row. Yeah, and and they've won it. They are a serious Champions League historical team. But what they're not in recent times is you know Premier League, Premier League, you know, caliber. Whereas they are yeah. absolutely smashing. It. I mean, Man City. Um, I've, I think they've picked up five wins, one draw, one loss, Ooh. one loss to uh, Aston Villa. No, no, Norwich. Norwich. There yeah. we go. I knew it was a promoter team. Um, you know, they're, they're having a great season and they're winning 5 0, 8 0, 3 1. And yet they're still um, five. Oh, how many points? Six points? Five points behind? Yeah, I think it's five. Yeah, so you yeah. drop five points with a, a loss and a, and a draw. So, um, yeah, the Premier League looks like uh, it's Liverpool's to lose this year, yeah. certainly at this point. At this um, I want to talk quickly about Leicester, um, who I think, you know, we could see a new third place team here. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool and City are going to finish in the top two. Uh, yeah. In what order, we don't quite know yet, but... I think Leicester are as good as anyone else mm. in the league this year. Um, they won 5-0 at the weekend over a Newcastle team that I was not at all impressed with. Um, yeah. they I lost had, money on that. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, they <laughs> yeah. had uh, Isaac Hayden sent off yeah. um, after about 40 minutes. Uh, I'm not sure mm. what the exact time was, but um, on Saturday we saw... Uh, Spurs with Serge Aurier got sent off mm. uh, early in the game as well uh, while they were 1-0 up they went down to 10 men uh, and if you compare what Newcastle did with 10 men to what Spurs did with 10 men uh, two completely mm. different reactions to, to how to deal with that situation and you can argue you know Spurs are a, a Champions League final you know achieving team and they're a top four team and all this but you're in the Premier League. Uh, you shouldn't be playing like Newcastle did when they went no. down to ten men against Leicester. 
um, hedge dropped. They were just camped in their own box for 40, 45 minutes, yeah. just taking pressure. And obviously Leicester popped in five, four, four more goals against them. Yeah. Whereas Spurs, on the other hand, conceded probably, you know, it was tough to do a sweatier goal than Gigi Wijnaldum's. Um, but Hugo Lloris managed to, to give up probably the by far and away the worst goal of the weekend. Yeah. Tried to do a Cruyff turn on his in his own six-yard box and think it was Shane Long or Danny Ings uh, popped in and, uh, and put the ball in the net. But really, really um, disappointing uh, goal to concede yes. by Hugo Lloris. Uh, was it Long? No, it was Danny Ings. Ings. Okay, um, and then Spurs, 1-1, 10 men, they come back. Bit of magic from Son, Kane, um, and then they just kind of uh, protected that 1-0 lead, or that, sorry, that 2-1 lead yeah. for the rest of the game. Uh, whereas, yeah, Newcastle was just a completely different story. Yeah. So it doesn't, for me, look good for no, uh, going Steve down. Bruce they're going down. and Newcastle. And he'll get sacked. Yeah, he'll be out by January Ooh, yeah. and... Uh, and Spurs, hopefully, well, I know you're not a big Spurs guy, but from my point of view, I quite like Spurs. I'd like to see them ride out um, this sort of tricky spell that they're going mm. through and, and I mean, start got good chasing players. the top two because yeah. don't want just a two-horse race. No, um, we don't. There's I'm a big, big F1 boring. fan and it's a two-horse race. It's either a Ferrari or a Mercedes that wins. We don't want the Premier League to be a Ferrari and Mercedes situation. We want six teams battling for it, but... Two of those six teams, or the supposed top six, uh, played each other last night. Ooh. You see any of that? Yeah, I watched the game. Um, Thoughts? Awful. Awful game. It was horrible to watch as an Arsenal fan and a, a somewhat United fan to a degree. Like When I got into football, um, it was about United and I chose to support Arsenal, but I obviously had a lot of respect and admiration for United because of this sort of thing, the kids they had coming through really, really loved David Beckham uh, when I was a kid. And to see their team now, those two teams line up, I was just like, what has become of us? What has become of Arsenal? Who had Thierry Henry, Berkham, Lundberg, Perez, Gilberto and Vieira. And the United that had, you know, Ronaldo's, you know, made Beckham, if you go a bit back further, yeah, Giggs, yeah, yeah. Keane, you know, Skulls, you know, top strikers. Nisselroy. Nisselroy. You know, it's just Paul like... Man. Wow. Bebe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like... And it's not even the players, because those players have played good football. I'm not on the bandwagon where everyone's a slate in both teams. You know, Rashford is a high-quality player, right? He's a good player, right? Um, it's just they both played like shit. Yeah. They just played... I mean, the conditions didn't help, but... You know, they just, when you watch City v Liverpool or City, you know, v another team or Liverpool, they're just playing on another planet in comparison to mm. everyone else at the moment. The, the, the balls, they're moving the ball a lot quicker. They're creating a lot of opportunities. I think, yeah, they, these two teams will struggle. I think if Leicester, Brendan Rodgers is no much. I think um, if Leicester can maintain some form, not get too many injuries to their key players, the Madisons, the Vardys, um, I think they might be in that in that top four, and it's between Spurs, Arsenal, and and United. And if I was to bet my house on it, I'd probably just go Spurs. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, Jamie Jamie Vardy is back to you know Premier League winning Jamie Vardy right yeah. now. He's he's playing incredibly, like you say, Madison, mm. um, who I hope will be a big player for for England mm. um, next summer at the Euros um, is looking very good uh, he didn't even actually play in the 5-0 in the win no, that's, that's how well they're, they're, uh, they're playing right now um, Yuri Tillmans he's very yeah. impressive yeah very, he was in my team I took yeah. him out after a couple of weeks the thing is he's not a, I wouldn't yeah. say he's a great fantasy football player there's no, so he's many not. players that are amazing but they're not fantasy yeah. football point like scorers Tillmans is class because he just does all of the simple stuff well mm. and he makes that Leicester team yeah, you know he player. makes space for people like James Madison to, mm. to then go forward 
um, uh, and you know play those key passes and um, yeah Tillman's is, is a big part of that team and then also in Didi is, yeah. is class yeah he's class he's absolute class um, and I can see him go, you know he could probably play for a you know quote unquote better team but yeah. at, at, at the yeah. moment Leicester. is there a better no. team that he could go to not because really. City and Dem- Liverpool are the only team and yeah, the he's not getting in yeah. in either of their teams potentially Spurs maybe he's like a classier Sissoko in many ways yeah. Um, but yeah I'm impressed with him I have liked um Endobale for mm. Endobale or whatever you pronounce for Spurs, it yeah. for Spurs I think yeah. he's he's looked good but um yeah indeed he has has been one of the star players I think in the Premier League so far this this season um but yeah I I would agree with you on your the Man United Arsenal thing like they're just shells of of the clubs that they were I mean you know you have Roy Keane in the studio before the game talking about the Vieira and yeah. him rivalry and yeah, of course. this and that and it, it's just nothing it's, of no, the sort anymore here. like I mean you've got class players in there Aubameyang um, there aren't too many players on Man- Daniel James probably uh, is yeah. the only standout player on the Man United team this year so far yeah. that you'd say that's a class player like he deserves to be mm. at a club like that but um yeah, there's been a momentum shift for sure uh, in British football, and um, unfortunately, United and Arsenal, I don't think are yeah. uh, front runners anymore when it yeah. comes to the Premier League. I think they'll be fine this year. Yeah, but, I think they'll be fine. I tell you what, it does do, and it's interesting to see that everyone is doing it from Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea have to; their hand was forced. But United and Arsenal are doing this now. Is they're bringing the kids through, and it's yeah. an excuse for them to do it because I. There's no way you're telling me that United, Daniel James is and Sackers and you know, other uh, young young players coming through at both Arsenal and United would be playing if they were if the, if Liverpool and City weren't where they were. You know they'd be getting the top players. They'd be having the Mareses and the um, you know the Sanes and whoever else. Yeah, Rodri and in the Rodries, and you wouldn't see these players. They'd be playing. Carabao Cup games or they'd be on loan at Fulham yeah. you know um, but it's kind of like it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like we're not going to win the league yeah, so we can yeah. afford to kind of blood some of these players yeah. through um, it's more cost effective for us yeah. and if we finish fourth through kind of having a half kind of European class team and some youngsters coming through we've actually you yeah. know, balanced the books or made, made you had good value yeah uh, it's almost uh, and it's and it's interesting because um, Stan Kroenke is American mm-hmm. and obviously the Glaciers are American. Uh, I know there's Gazidas as well at Arsenal. Who's yeah, he's gone. Is he gone? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Kroenke and the Glaciers. Um, that that model itself is a very American sports model where you have a franchise or a team that has a very good mm. um, you know period of success and then those players that you have the success with get too old they retire and then you basically just rebuild mm. from the start so you eventually become the worst team in the league that means you get the first overall pick in mm. the draft so then you draft in a future Hall of Famer mm. but then he has to then work his way up so American sport is very cyclical in that mm. sense that your team is good then they're bad and then they're good again mm. um, that seems to be kind of almost what is happening at United <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. even yeah. though they would probably never admit it and no team would ever want to kind of give up that glory but mm. um, in, the, in the world of sport to kind of have such a tight stranglehold on, on success for so long mm. like United did like Arsenal did like Barcelona and Real Madrid have had um, is is very difficult, and I think it's becoming more and more difficult uh, in an age of high wages, high transfer fees. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's more of a focus on paying these big names big money. But then if you do that, you're locking up so much of your actual yearly capital yeah. in potentially aging guys, and I think. There is definitely a, a revolution happening in, mm. in in football, and then obviously if you're if you're a Man City and you can afford to just basically refresh your squad yeah. every you know two or three years, plus add into that 
the best coach of all time, which yeah. in my opinion is Pep, is Pep Guardiola. Yeah. I think Jurgen Klopp's making a a good uh, mm. case for himself being up there in the in the kind of the top maybe ten coaches of all time at the moment. Um, and I think if he wins the league, he's he's got to be breaking into yeah, of course. You know, that conversation yeah, yeah. at least that conversation Matt Rushmore of coaches Matt Rushmore week. coaches yeah coming next week yeah. uh, John it's been uh, a fairly lengthy show we're yep. up at about 50 something minutes mm-hmm. um, and I think it's probably time to call it a day uh, and we'll come back with yeah show number 19 next week yeah uh, and yeah that will include probably uh, we're not guaranteeing it but it'll probably include a Mount Rushmore of coaches yeah uh, football coaches so if you do have any uh, please let me and John know over the next week and we will make sure to maybe include those we'll do a listeners uh, section so there'll be three of us contributing yeah. to yeah. the Mount Rushmore um, yeah get that extra or the outro music I keep saying extra what did you say? extra yeah I know yeah um, get that exit music <laughs> exit uh, a mix outro. of ex- ex- yeah, exit and outro yeah portmanteau of sorts uh, <laughs> so yeah thanks for listening this week uh, and we'll be back next week John thanks for hosting with me have a good one as always bye